Welcome back to Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. Today I'll be discussing demonic voices that I actually have recordings of and sounds from hell. And I hope that uh, you got plenty of sleep. You might not want to fall asleep after listening to this. And I would suggest listening to this when it's broad daylight early in the day. Don't listen to it at night. This will probably scare the shit out of you. Pretty damn creepy, I'm not going to lie. You should enjoy it. I enjoyed making it, collecting the evidence, and presenting it to you. My only hope is it does not invoke something. So far, so good for me. After having listened to all of these recordings, nothing bizarre or threatening has happened. Hope you enjoy the episode. Have a lot to discuss. Please hold for a word from our sponsor. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. I warned you about this next segment where I'm going to be discussing and sharing actual recordings of demonic voices. The first one is from a religious radio program. Uh, it was a sermon that was being delivered. And when the church was recording it, they played it back and realized someone was talking over the pastor. They weren't sure if it was some sort of strange feedback from inside the fellowship hall, the sanctuary, or some interference from an outside digital source. So the source that shared this with me amplified the background to coincide with the foreground so they're equal in decibel and in range. And you can clearly hear what sounds like something or someone angry and rambling, contradicting what the pastor is saying. the enemy to destroy. What does he destroy? Every field that's not protected by the husbandman, the vine dresser. Okay, you still with me? You're not hiding under your bed right now or... I guess, jumping into a tub filled with holy water. If you do, I don't blame you. 
But the ending of this segment, to the beginning to the ending, you can almost hear what sounds like the I guess it's a rambling demon, perhaps, according to uh, eyewitnesses who were present during this sermon. It sounds as almost as if he is saying to the pastor, you are a liar, you lie. So I'll play one last excerpt from this, and you be the judge. I created the enemy to destroy. It's not protected by the husbandman, the vine dresser, because it's bringing forth fruit. When it does not abide and bring forth fruit, it is... This one should really shake you to the core. This is a recording of what has been described as the sounds of hell. This occurred, first time I ever heard it was in the late 1980s. And this was a recording floating around. It was actually shared with me back when I was in high school by a missionary who had done some work in the Soviet Union. And this was recorded from some sort of a uh, drilling recording tool when they drill for oil or drilling to set up some sort of an underground tunnel system. This was near Siberia. And when they were drilling, a sinkhole developed and it looked bottomless. So they dropped some recording equipment into it because they could slightly hear some kind of weird echoing, uh, like a shouting sound from beneath. They thought at first it was the drill. They shut it off, and they could still hear the sound even with the drill off at that point. So it wasn't the drill making that noise. They dropped the recording equipment in, and this is what they recorded, and this is what I'm about to share with you. The sounds of hell. Are these indeed tortured souls screaming from the bowels of hell, crying out for help and eternal torment? I really hope not because it's a, a haunting sound, but this was also shared on Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell and George Norrie. It was shared originally by Art Bell, and then when George Norrie took over and Art would appear regularly up until the point of his death, uh, this surfaced once again the recording itself. And now a word from our sponsor. This next terrifying segment was recorded during a conversation with a Christian radio broadcast host and a girl who called in claiming that her mother planned to sacrifice her to Satan on All Hallows' Eve. They were involved in a satanic cult and I'll let the recording tell you the rest. Don't worry, Rebecca. God is in control. Don't you worry. Who are you? Who are you? The keeper? You are not the keeper. The guardian. You are not the guardian. Who am I? You are subject to Jesus Christ. You who call yourself keeper, is Jesus Christ Lord? As you may be able to tell in this recording, the girl is not alone in the conversation. Something with inside of her is conversing with the host along with the girl herself. She seems to be torn 
between heaven and hell in this conversation. Let's continue listening. There's more. We will have her on our Halloween. No, you will not have her on your Hallow's Eve. You will not have ours. And she will not be yours forever. She will belong to Jesus Christ. She, like David, will burn. Poor girl has nothing and no one else to turn to, and the evil that has latched itself to her is really trying to keep her from reaching out. She's back and forth, back and forth, and I'm not really sure what to make of it in the end. Last bit of, bit of the segment of this recording, and then we'll discuss. Say I, Rebecca. Uh, keep her, stay out of the way, in Jesus' name. Say I, Rebecca. I want love. I want God. Say, I put my trust in God. Sadly, in the end, we don't know what happened to this poor girl. The conversation ends with the mother somehow getting involved in the conversation, picking up another line, or finding that her daughter is on the phone calling for help and removes the phone from her hand. Thus ending the conversation with the host. Listen to this. And I don't intend to spend it on this television. No, you cannot go anywhere. I you can cannot go anywhere. In the name of Christ, we command you be restrained. Next up is the Enfield Poltergeist. Uh, this was a demonic encounter that uh, Ed and, Liz- and Elizabeth Warren investigated themselves in 1978. The Enfield Poltergeist was a claim of supernatural activity at 284 Green Street, a council house in Brimstone, Enfield, London, England, between 1977 and 1979, involving two sisters aged 11 and 13. Some members of the Society for Physical Research, such as inventor Maurice Gross and writer Guy Lyon Playfair, believed the haunting to be genuine while others such as Anita Gregory and John Beloff were unconvinced and found evidence the girls had faked incidences for the benefit of journalists. Members of the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry included stage magicians such as Milbourne Christopher and Joe Nickel, criticized paranormal investigators for being credulous whilst also identifying features of the case as being indicative of a hoax. The story attracted press coverage in the British newspapers and has been mentioned in books and featured in television documentaries and dramatized in uh, horror films uh, such as uh, The Conjuring 2. Hello, Mr. Blythe here. 
I don't know about you, but that does not sound like an 11 or 13-year-old girl, a child of that size with uh, the decibel range that their voices are able to project and uh, what they're able to conjure up from their diaphragm to protrude outward vocally is not at all what's coming from their bodies. There is something, it feels like something is attached to them. Uh, unless it wasn't girls at all and something was attached to items in the home and used the girls as a conduit and they weren't truly possessed. They were just representatives, hosts for the voice alone. Uh, let's listen to some more. I'm invisible. You're invisible? Why are you invisible? So much you hang out as did any friends go with you? Yes, all of them. All the dogs, 68 dogs. So what do you got 68 dogs for? So that they can protect me from you killing me. They can bite you right off. How can we kill you, Bill? You can shoot me off. How do we how can we shoot you if we can't see you, Bill? Bye, man, you God. Sorry, I didn't hear that, Bill. Bye, man, you God. My friend, you God. So, what you're saying is we could get rid of you by praying to God. Yes. last recording is just a single shot one single recording that was recorded in the basement of a home that was undergoing some major renovations this home is said to have been used as a safe passageway for the underground railroad but when the confederates and the bounty hunters who were in tow searching for the slaves that were on the run they found them and set the basement on fire, burned the surviving slaves alive, 
and damage to the understructure of the home. It was then rebuilt, and from the time it was rebuilt, bizarre things had been happening. Noises, sounds, screams, and someone got the idea to bring in a, uh, believe it was a Wiccan priest or some sort of a pagan shaman and stirred some things up, invocations and whatnot. Uh, didn't bother burning sage. That probably would have helped things, but they ended up stirring a spiritual bee's nest. So then priest was called in. Uh, he literally soiled himself, ran from the basement and said, this house needs to be condemned. There's no saving it. So a new family buys the property, decides to turn it into an Airbnb. And in the midst of renovations, they are hearing these horrid sounds coming from the basement, smelling things that are on fire, like like boards and, and wood and almost like burning meat, uh, like overcooked meat they kept smelling. So with these sounds they were hearing and the noises they were experiencing, they decided to set up a recording device in the basement. And this is what they discovered. And now a word from our sponsor. This next story comes out of Wales. It's fascinating. Uh, it was shared with me oh, late last week, over the weekend, really. Haunted house owners record mystery screams so scary that they've actually abandoned their property. The terrified owners of a house in a Welsh town have said they were forced to flee when they heard strange sounds coming from underneath their home. Alan and Christine Tate have even made recordings of these sounds of screaming and heavy knocking they say have been coming from under the basement since June of 2018. The couple describe hearing women and children screaming, heavy knocking, and men talking in a foreign language. Alan Tate said he has hundreds of hours of recordings from recording equipment he places inside two 1.5 meter channels he dug into the walls. Writing on an online petition page, he says, I believe serious crimes may have been committed underneath the floor of my basement. I have dug out two 1.5 meter shafts to get audio recordings. He described the sounds as a woman screaming in a sexual fashion, dogs barking, a printing press running, a motorbike, a car horn honking, and what sounds like a police siren. Within weeks, they left their a Meniford home of 11 years, to live in a camper van and vow never to return to the property. Christine Tate told Wales Online, it was like a flushing noise that I heard at first. I told Alan about it and that I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. He left his phone in the bathroom with the recorder on to try to pick up the source of the noise, and then we could hear a machine running. We started to record all over the house, and we picked up sounds of chains, a motorbike starting, and people screaming. The couple believe that the noises are coming from underneath the basement that sits below the kitchen. Mrs. Tate explained, All I really want is an explanation. Why are there people screaming? There must have been something going on here. We have placed microphones all over the place because we wanted to prove our, or disprove what we were hearing and experiencing. 
We put microphones at the front of the house, at the back of the house, inside and out, and in the basement. The device we left in the basement picked up the screaming and other noises. The other devices, which were recorded simultaneously at the front and back of the property, picked up nothing at all. The property itself lies hidden down a narrow alleyway. The basement is now sealed off and has no direct access, other than down a small hole with nine feet of darkness below it. The pair now travel around the UK trying to spread the word to get the house properly looked at, and have even set up a petition to get the authorities to investigate. Unable to return to the house, they believe men, women, and children are living, sleeping, and working underneath their house. They have been floated the possibility of people trafficking or drug manufacturing. We don't want to go back until the matter has been resolved, Mr. Tate said. I think we're dealing with a serious criminal gang here. I think our lives could be in danger if they knew where we were. Some of the recordings I have heard are truly worrying, their online petition reads. This matter needs an urgent and full investigation from either proper authorities or paranormal experts. And I've got to tell you, the sounds that are in this recording are absolutely chilling. And I have recorded and heard many sounds and samples of electronic voice phenomenon, EVPs, in my 20 plus years of doing this type of research. And the sounds that they recorded coming from inside their own home, based on the location of where it is, none of these things that you hear or um, the sounds that are being made should really be there at all. So I, I'm going to play the recording for you. I started playing it late last night, and it gave me chills, literally, which doesn't happen a whole lot. But not knowing the source of these sounds, whether they are man-made in the present or manifested from some metaphysical being or things and events that happened in the past that were truly terrifying and horrifying for whomever experienced them, you be the judge yourself on this. And like I said... Be prepared to have the hair stand on the back of your neck because these are sounds that are really uncomfortable to listen to. Now, these are all sounds that are as clear as day coming from their basement, beneath the basement, mind you. Dude had to dig up foundation and, and dig into like a chasm that's beneath, almost a, like an ancient tunnel that's beneath the house itself. And all of these sounds are coming through those holes as clear as day. 
they have no definite answer or explanation as to what's causing them, why it's happening. Uh, especially all of a sudden, they've lived in this property for 11 years, and the sounds started f- to be faint, and over time got more aggressive. And after he dug these holes into the foundation itself to make the sound come through clearer, uh, there's really no explanation as to what could have caused it. But the case is definitely still open. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. An experienced and well-respected psychiatrist claims that demons are real and they are very, very nasty. After working seven years in one of the largest psychiatric hospitals in the world, 18 years in the psych department of a large state prison, two years in the largest mental health center in the city, and over 11 years working in hospital ERs dealing with psych crises, He has seen things that fly in the face of both reason and his academic training. After what he experienced on the front lines, he has no doubt that demons exist. He has both seen and spoken to them, and they are very nasty. The voices of schizophrenics hear, the voices that they hear, are not always hallucinations. Many times, as psychiatry maintains, many times... The psychiatrist insists that if you give these so-called hallucinations any attention, such as questioning patients about their nature, you are making these patients worse, according to experts. Ignoring their demands to not query these patients. Now, this psychiatrist found that the voices that some schizophrenics hear run well-defined and predictable and destructive patterns, very different from common hallucinations. Once these hallucinations become aware that he was providing information to these patients that would weaken the voices, he became both a threat and a target to them. It became clear that what psychiatry insisted was merely hallucinations were not always the case, but being aware of what was going on around them. In one case, a patient that he had never seen before reported his voices warned him to stay away from him the minute he walked into the emergency room. Providing people with knowledge of the existence of this menace and how they manifest in our lives is last thing these demonic entities desire. They want to go on you believing that in this age of science, demons are fictional. A maniacal throwback to medieval and prehistoric days tales of the uneducated they are thrilled that you ignore the 23 or more times jesus mentioned in the new testament casting out demons and even more pleased when you view the bible both old and new testament is irrelevant to this issue they prefer you to believe that science is just that and god is dead and demons don't exist the christian and the hebrew faith speaks very heavily about the dangers of demonic forces, about our battles on earth will not be against physical 
entities, but against the supernatural, the unknown, the unseen, the spiritually damning. It's so much easier for these evil entities to go about their destructive work in stealth when their existence is denied by the millions of upon whom they prey. Like a tapeworm whose victim is ignorant of its presence. They don't want you to know they exist. This isn't about religion. This is about understanding that spirits exist and that evil spirits fear love and certain phrases from biblical text as well as the cor- the or hora. The information that upsets them the most is to which they react the strongest is your becoming aware that they feed off of you. They really hate when you learn their names. They drain and steal your life energy. In order to do this, they must first turn your emotional state negative. It is only negative emotional energy that sustains them. Look at the state of the world today and their negative influence and the production of negative emotional energy becomes very clear. They want no interference with their food source, that being us. They don't want you to have a family or friends or for you to be educated about how to interfere with their attacks. They want you isolated and alone. They hate when you go to church or read the Bible or any spiritual scripture for that matter and will attempt to convince you that these activities are boring and fruitless. They do this in a manner least suspected by inserting ideas in your head and then attempting to convince you to believe and act on them. Often your own detriment, this is their way. Being aware that demons really do exist is the first step toward countering and eliminating their negative influences on your life. If you look back upon your life, you will see that when you get into a negative funk, your energy disappears. You can't get anything done. No one ever questions where their energy reserve has gone. Many schizophrenic patients reported they can actually feel their energy leave when they are attacked by their demonic voices. Despite the one-to-one correlation between the appearance of the voices and their energy disappearing, they are not permitted awareness of this connection. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to another stellar episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. It's a new year, new me, new you. I'm an award-winning author, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure since you've been listening to me for three seasons now, you know the rest. Thank you for buckling up and listening to this episode dealing with sounds from hell and the voices of demons. I hope you learned something from this. I would suggest finding your local priest or parish and getting some holy water just to wear around your neck after listening to this. Uh, The sounds that I played were truly disturbing and terrifying for most. Uh, I will tell you that as I was putting this together and sampling sounds and listening to sounds in my studio, uh, my dogs were not fond of it. The, The noises and the sounds and the the voices really bothered them. They reacted to it. They did not like it. They knew that it was up to no good, and it was of the devil. So have a great weekend. On that note, thank you so much again for listening to Paranormally Speaking. Be sure to pass this along to your friends, family, and your foes. You can catch me on my regular platform, Anchor. That's anchor.com, Anchor FM. You can also listen to me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, 
And if you could put in a good word for Apple, they're still not carrying me, which is horrendous because on average, I've got over 3.2 thousand listeners a week. So that should count for something. Pass it along. Like I said, share it with a friend. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Keep wearing your masks because it's not all about you. It's about us. Thank you.